Hi, and welcome to the Let's Talk Healthy Pets podcast. I'm Dr. Karen Becker, Dr. Mercola's Chief Wellness Veterinary Consultant, and I'm excited to share with you the latest news about pet health to guide you in keeping your animal companions healthy, comfortable, and happy throughout their lives. My goal as a proactive vet is to empower pet owners to make knowledgeable decisions to extend the lifespan and well-being of their animals. If you're looking for more pet health tips, you can also subscribe to my free daily newsletter at healthypets.mercola.com. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy today's podcast. Hey, I'm Dr. Karen Becker and Jennifer Alcorn has been nominated for a Game Changer Award and we're so excited to have Jennifer joining us today to shine the spotlight on all the amazing work that she's doing. So Jennifer, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Tell us a little bit for people that don't know about what you do and the amazing platform uh, and the animals that you're helping. Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you're doing. Uh, my name is Jennifer Alcorn. I'm the executive director at South Coast Humane Society in Brookings, Oregon. We are the southernmost uh, ocean town in Oregon. And since I came here about three years ago, uh, I got into volunteering because I was retired, but obviously a little bit too young to retire. And I'm one of those people that want to make changes when I see changes to be, need to be made. Uh, got on the board of directors, stepped off to run the shelter, and then was uh, promoted to executive director. And in the three years, we have taken this shelter to some amazing new um, new records in adopting animals, and we are rescuing from high-kill shelters in Southern California, Central California, Northern California, where the shelters are overrun with very adoptable animals. And so when you came on, I'm, I'm, I don't know anything about the background, but when you came on, I'm assuming that that maybe was not happening. Oh, no, and the, culture, the culture here, this is a retirement community. And at one point, um, we have the capacity, we have 40 double kennels here. Um, so we have the capacity to hold comfortably, behaviorally, uh, depending on the animals, up to 40 animals. And there was a time when there was only five dogs in the shelter at one time. And when we have open kennels and they are euthanizing animals in other states, there is absolutely no reason to not do some outreach. There is cost associated with rescuing animals. And so my main thing when I would contact the rescuers or they would contact me is, I'll take care of the expenses. You just got to get them here. And so that's kind of uh, my, my motive of getting them up here. So first of all, I think it's fantastic. Second of all, I think you probably came in and shook things up and you know, new ideas and overwhelming passion and want to get things done and want to save as many animals as you can. Did you have to go, did you have to go through, I grew up in a kill shelter and um, trying to convert a kill shelter to a high volume rescue uh, as, a, as a conduit uh, there's some pushback. There's some narrow-minded. There's a lot of walls. Talk to me about how you overcame all those obstacles. Well, let me tell you what my past is. I'm a retired, undefeated, three-time world boxing champion. So as far as overcoming obstacles, and that was after I had three children. So as far as overcoming obstacles, uh, you know, obstacles are obstacles. It's what you do. Yeah, it's what you do. It's what you do, and, I, and you're right. Um, I, I can tell you totally understand when there is a culture of status quo, it's very hard to get past that. Um, so you have to educate yourself. You have to come in, you have to be willing to work harder than anyone else to prove what you're doing is the right thing. And with that, um, their protocols have to change. 
new protocols need to be written. Um, I had the I had the ability of having a, an amazing mentor out of a, a high uh, volume shelter in Central California, which is where I came from, Fresno. They see seven, eight thousand dogs, um, and that's in a year. So when I would hit a roadblock, something I didn't know, I she's my go-to. It's like question of the day, so Brenda. This is what we need. So awesome. Let me tell you, you were able to really transform that shelter and get things going in a very short period of time, which is pretty amazing. Yes, we are in the last couple of years. I want to say the dogs were about 250 intake the year that I came in. Then when I took over, we went into about five or six. We are probably going to be about eight or 900 dogs this year. And our, our live release rate is outstanding. Absolutely outstanding. Wow, that is that is wonderful. Are you now, Jennifer, are you now mentoring or role modeling other shelters who are trying to emulate what you're doing? Because this, this is no small feat, what you've done. No, it's not. And, and I would, uh, as I evolve here, uh, I think in the future, you know, I won't, I won't be the executive director here forever. Um, that's clear. Uh, but setting the groundwork and teaching others to come in and have similar goals and, and life-saving expectations. You know, eventually, maybe I can go into the shelters. Um, you know, I look at so many things and I have so many mentors. Amy Sadler, she's a great mentor of mine. Um, we, I use uh, information from the ASPCA, Maddie's Fund. All of those things are so important. And there are a lot of small shelters that don't have the technology that don't have the yep. information or research and don't know how to access those things. And those are simple things, even as a remote shelter that you can access to allow you to do some of the life-saving um, efforts that we have done here. So fantastic. So I'm sure your learning curve has just been vertical, but so has your success. I mean, the fruits of your labor, your very hard work are paying off with these just exponential adoption rates. And you're saving, you know, you've tripled your success rate in terms of saving animals' lives. Fantastic. What is there, I'm sure you wake up every day. That in and of itself has to be highly motivating, but there has to be something like overwhelming that you love the most about the work that you're doing right now. What would that be? I think it's the relationships that I have with the animals. Uh, when I when I pull dogs in, I, I'm a hands-on person. Um, if you could see my, my, my shoes right now, I've got boots on. Um, if you are going to do this type of work, you have to be able to give good, solid information to adopters because a lot of times we don't get information about these animals. They may be a private rescue. Someone wanted to avoid a high kill shelter, so we bring the animal here. So we may have some information. We may get a dog from another shelter that was brought in as a stray. So being able to, to work hands-on with the animals, to give good information, to create solid relationships with adopters is so important. And to be honest with them about the expectations of an animal that I place with them. That is very important to me. So I would just say that my, my connection with the animals and then the people, you know, every adopter has my cell phone and they're in my wow. phone. So, yeah. uh, and, and you got to answer the phone. That's something that my husband was law enforcement for 35 years. And he said, in order to be successful, you don't hit decline. You answer the phone mm -hmm. uh, because yeah. it's important to have those relationships with people. Yeah. So you're showing up, but you're also 100% available. And I, I just, I think that that is rare, 
but I think that absolutely that combined with your passion and commitment, you have this, un, you're generating this unstoppable force of saving a tremendous number of lives, which is wonderful. Uh, if you could tell the world one thing, because you've done this to a shelter, which is wonderful. If you could share with the world one thing, one thing that you would want them to know that you know now that maybe you didn't know before, what would that be, Jennifer? Well, one of the things that people always say, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you go there and you see these poor animals and, and, and I could never be in the shelter because I'd want to take them all home. I'm here to tell you that's crap. <laughs> you need Good, to get yeah. in the shelter. You need to volunteer. Um, what you do as a volunteer coming in, working with animals, you are making them more adoptable. You are helping them adjust to shelter life because shelter life is very different. Um, shelter medicine is very different than regular vet medicine. Um, and you can make an impact by being a volunteer. Um, yes, have I failed and taken a couple animals home? Of course I have. <laughs> and, and that's okay because I'm providing them a safe environment and it was meant to be. Um, yeah. But our volunteers are so important. Um, to our organization and to the animals. That's what it's about is the animals yeah. and lacking judgment of people that do have to surrender. And a lot of times people are so judgmental and it's easy to sit there and say, I would never give my animal away. We're the humane society, a humane society. And we always take the animal and the person into consideration because yeah. that's why we're able to place others. Yeah, it's wonderful. And I, first of all, excellent, wise words of advice all the way around. One of the things when you were talking about just plug yourself in, I think that the fear and hesitation, well, hello, hello, little one. <laughs> the fear and hesitation with people saying, I could never do that. What, what I would challenge people who are watching this interview now is to think about the fact that that you need to become involved in some capacity, whether you're making, whether you're cleaning, whether you're, whether it's an, a monetary investment of supporting, whether you're delivering paper towels, whether you're there cleaning cages, serve somehow, like we all are responsible in helping in some way. And I think that plugging in, if you don't feel comfortable, it's like, you know, I can't deal with the emotional aspects of it, then plug in in a way that allows you within your emotional comfort to get involved. But the point is get involved and it's really good. Absolutely. There's technology. Um, we have a photographer that comes in and does photos for us. Uh, yeah. We have someone that works on our website. Uh, mm -hmm. Volunteering is, it's, it's just really important. And not only, not only do the animals feel better for it, you feel better because you're giving yeah. back. Yeah. So awesome. Jennifer, if people wanted to learn more about your transformative shelter. Where would they go to learn more? We have a website that's www dot my south coast humane dot org and then if you want to see the work that i'm doing with the animals and everybody that's at our shelter um, that's that's lending a helping paw um, you can follow us on facebook south coast humane society and that's brookings oregon love it well jennifer you are a game changer you're, the work that you're doing is critically important you're doing it with passion and inspiration and i hope that by shining the spotlight on the amazing work you're doing, that we can generate interest, support, fun, volu funds, volunteering, and above all, animals finding more homes. Thank you for everything you're doing. Thank you for having me. We really appreciate it. All of our animals appreciate it. And any exposure that we can get here just yeah. gives animals a, a better chance at going home. They all go yeah. home from the shelter. It's awesome. Thank you.